Hallelujah. Glory. Y'all ready for the word? Let's eat. We're still on we still on our teaching series called what's the, what's the name of this series? Building gods. Building gods. We are God's children. Called by his name. We are building gods. Abba's plan for his children is he wants to build us. He wants to build us. Jesus said, I will build my church. And he said, once he has built his church, he said, the gates of hell will not prevail. The mysterious thing about this is that when you look at the church, it looks like the gates of hell are prevailing. It looks like it. Okay, but what we have to do is we have to understand that this is not a life that we just walk into. We didn't get born again and we just walk into this thing and all of a sudden we have all power. We have all authority. We know everything. No, this is a lifestyle where we come into this thing as infants. We come into this thing as newborn believers. It's a new birth that takes place and from that new birth, he has to build us. Say build. He has to build us. He has to construct you. He, tells, he told us to build up the body. He told us to build up one another. He said, if you pray in tongues, you will build yourself up. Now, what is my disclaimer? We are not here to repair your human life. If you came here just because your marriage is going bad, if you came here just because your finances are going bad, if you came here because you have situations and circumstances in your life that have got out of control, we can't fix that. The more you become like your heavenly father, it'll take care of itself. It'll align itself. The Bible says that the creation is grown and it's waiting for the manifestation of the sons and the daughters of God. The moment you align yourself with his kingdom, the Bible says, seek ye first his kingdom and his righteousness and everything else will be added. Added. There's no prayer I can do for you that's going to make this stuff get added to you. There's no prayer. There's no song we can play. There's going to make this stuff come to you. You have to sit down and be built. Jesus' parents, uh, uh, Jesus left the presence of his parents, and they came looking for him. When they found him, he was in the temple. He was listening. He was asking, asking questions. Y'all know that's the process of learning. That is how you're built. We build your soul up so you can agree with the God that he already said you are. That's why my disclaimer is, look, we can't do nothing we can't do anything about your circumstances. You can. Soon as you adhere to his word, it's going to work out. I promise you. But what we have to do is we have to arrive at this point. Okay, this isn't just something, like I said, this isn't just a thing that you show up and it just happens. No, you have to arrive at your heart that I want the life that he has for me. Uh, where's my towel at? I think I left it up there, my towel. You have to arrive at the place in your heart 
that you want to exchange the life that you had in Adam for the life that he wants you to have. I'm going to say it again. You have to arrive at a place in your heart. I can't do that for you. Your spouse can't do that for you. Children, your parents can't do that for you. You have to arrive at a place in your heart that you want the life that is hidden in Christ, the life that belongs to you. Let me explain it further. You were born in sin, shaping in iniquity. Then you were born again. Okay, you were born of a physical birth, and that was connected to Adam. You will never find your destiny in that. You can find your gifts. You can find your talent. You can find your ability. But you will never find your life in that. You will never find the peace. You will never find the joy. You will never find the provision from heaven for your life until you find the born-again life, the life that is in, hidden in Christ. And that is a heart situation. You have to desire you want that. And when you desire you want that, he won't have to tell you to praise. <laughs> we won't have to tell you to worship. You'll do it because you'll know that the law of expression says if I don't open up, he can't come in. If I don't open up, he can't come in. If you want a hug, what do you do? <laughs> Ain't no hugs like this. Unless it's a pitiful one, a pity hug. He ain't going to come in by you sitting there like this. Like, you owe, like, he, like he owe you something. You got to give him, you got to express your love. If you want somebody to know that you want them, you got to express it. That's why I'm telling you, you got to get up in the morning like you in love with him. Like you want your purpose. You want your destiny. You got to get up in the morning like this life belongs to me. I'm not going to lie to y'all and make y'all feel like y'all keep showing up here paying tithes and offering. No, it ain't going to work if you don't engage. I'm not after your money. I'm that preacher don't care about your money. I need to see you grow up. I don't care about your money. You can keep your money. The tithes is for him. The offering is for seed for him to bless you. I don't care about your money. All I want you to do is grow up. I want you to have the life that is hidden in Christ. It'd be a shame for us to show up and not get it. I'm offended when you don't have it. I feel like I'm wasting my time. <laughs> Paul said, I labor with you. I labor with you until Christ is formed. Until, which means I'm there for results. Y'all know parents. Women, y'all love the babies. Oh, they so cute and adorable. Men, we love to see the finished product. We want to see the finished product. We want to see you out on your own doing your thing, representing our name. That's what we're going for. So when you come in here, oh, that's what it's going to be. But after a while, <laughs> we need to see you representing his name. Our scripture, Genesis 1.26, it says, Then God said, Let us make man in our image according to our likeness. God said, say God said. God said, let us. This was his decision. He said, let us. Let us. 
Nothing comes into this planet without a father and a seed. Let us make man in our image according to our likeness. God said this. This was his desire. This was the first thing he said about man. I want you in my image. Same soul, same ability to think. I want you with my heart. I want you with my mind, my thought process. It's a glorious invitation to, to, for God to come, invite you to think on his level. He said, let us make man in our image. And your faith starts in what God said. In what God said. Not what man said, not what people say, not what the internet says, what God said. He said, let us make man in our image according to our likeness. And then he said, they will rule. Amen. They will rule. You ain't got no choice. You're going to feel like you a failure until you rule. That depression you got, that oppression, that's you not wanting to rule. It's like a fish outside of water. It just sit there flapping until it die. That's how you are outside his presence. It's like a bird with no wings. It want to fly, but it can't. It could can run, it could jump, but it would never take off. Because what it was created to do, it's not doing. And that's the same thing with us. We were created to live in his presence. We were created to live in his presence. It said they will rule the fish of the sea, the birds of the sky, the livestock, the whole earth. He said the whole earth and, and the creatures that crawl on it. Verse 27 says, so God created man in his image, in his own image, in his own image. He created him in his image. He created them, male and female. And then in Genesis chapter 2, verse 7, he formed the body and he blew that into man. Now, our teaching on today, and the title of our teaching on today is called, It's By Design. Okay? It's by design. It's all by design. Our father is a designer. The Bible says he formed man, Kenyon. He formed him from the dust of the ground and breathed in him. Now, in that forming, what we don't see is him making the eyes, the ears. He just said he formed. We don't see the lungs being created. <laughs> we don't see the hands, we don't see the feet. All we know is he formed us. Because why? Our father is a designer. He's a designer. Now, a designer is the person who plans the form and the workings of something before it is made or built. A designer is the person, in this case our Heavenly Father, who plans the form, who says this is how it's going to look. This is how it's going to function. He plans the form or the working of something before it is made or built. Typically, he does it by drawing it in detail. Our first scripture for this teaching is going to come from Psalms 139, and we're going to do verses 13 through 18. 
It says, for you created my innermost parts. Say amen. amen. He said, you wove me in my mother's womb. He's a designer. Verse 14 says, I will give thanks to you because, I need y'all to get this one, I am awesomely and wonderfully made. <laughs> this is what your father says about you. He's, you are awesomely and you are wonderfully made. Wonderful are your works. And my soul knows it very well. This is what we're trying to get you to, to the place where your soul knows this very well. You got to understand who your designer is. Who is your man manufacturer? Some synonyms of designer is creator. Creator. Maker. Originator, Father, Father, nothing starts without a father and a seed. Verse 15 says, my frame was not hidden from you, which means he's seen your skeletal structure. He says, when I was made in secret. He said, and skillfully formed in the depths of the earth. Verse 16, your eyes have seen my formless substance. So while we look at your body, he sees your spirit. We see your body. Heaven sees your spirit. Heaven ain't looking at your body. Heaven's looking at your spirit. People looking at your body. The demonic ain't, don't care nothing about your body. Demonic is looking at your spirit. He says, your eyes have seen my formless substance, and in your book were written all the days that were ordained for me, when yet as there was not one of them. <laughs> Predestined. Predestined. He says, in your book. So there's a book. <laughs> and in that book is written all the days that are ordained before you, which means all the days that are ahead of you. It's a book, Serena, written already. They got your name on it. That's why Jesus said, don't worry about the fact that demons submit to you. Don't worry about that. Worry about the fact that you got a whole book. Your birth certificate is in heaven. Your life has been planned out. You're going to be convinced after this. Verse 17. How precious also are your thoughts for me, God. How vast is the sum of them. Verse 18. Were I to count them, they would outnumber the sand. When I awake, he says, I am still with you. Now, this is a servant talking. This ain't a born-again believer. This ain't a child of God speaking. This is David speaking. He knew this. Verse 17, he said, 
How precious are your thoughts for me? How vast is the sum of them that you can't even count the things that your father says about you. The glorious words that he has spoken over you. The issue is you listening to people. You listening to other folks. You don't hear God's voice. You hear human beings. You don't hear the one that manufactured you, the one that made you, the one that built you, the one that predestined you, the one that purposed you, the one that assigned you. You hear the one who had nothing to do with you. I declare that would not be Divine Generation Church. I declare it right now. You will hear the Father's voice. You will hear what he says about you. It's a beautiful thing for a child to have a father. Once that father speaks, it don't matter what nobody else says. It don't matter what nobody else says. You will look, you will laugh, you will walk away. Once you know who you are, you know who to listen to. Once you know who you are, there won't be no strange worship. Jesus said, my sheep hear my voice. Then he said, in the voice of another, they won't even hear. I need you to hear his voice over society. I need you to hear his voice over your family. I need you to hear his voice over public opinion. You don't need to look like nobody but yourself. You don't need to be the next nobody. You need to be the first you. He says, were I to count them, they would outnumber the sand. Now, what's funny about that, and I'm about to get going in a second. What's funny about that is he came to Abraham and he told him he wanted to make his descendants so normal that he said it would be more than the sand of the seashore. Then he came back and Galatians said, look, I know I said that, but it was an allegory to explain to you the fact that Christ is your seed. And Christ is not only the seed, he's the word. So we come right back full circle. There's too many words written in these scriptures. There's too many words in heaven that he has expressed towards you. It's by design. He decides everything, the plans, he designs the patterns. Jeremiah 1 and 5 says, before I formed you, in the womb, I knew you. And before you were born, I consecrated you. I have appointed you as a prophet to the nations. You got to get this. It's a pattern. Plans lead to patterns. The plans is how he wants, is what he wants to do. The pattern is how. He said, I knew you. He said, I formed you. He said, I consecrated you. I appointed you. That's the pattern. Say it with me. Say, I, he, knew me. he knew me. He formed me. He, formed me. he, consecrated, me. he consecrated me. He appointed me. Appointed means I mean, He already laid out everything you're supposed to do before you got to the planet. This is why you need a relationship with your heavenly father. This is what we're here for. 
to get you into this covenant, to get you into this relationship with the person who made you. You in a relationship with everybody else but the one that made you. (laughs) You lend your ear to everybody but the one that made you. You on the phone talking to people who don't know you. You you listening to people who didn't form you. People have your attention that can't consecrate you. And you're scared to move forward in the eyes of people who didn't appoint you. I told you, look, I'm not in the flesh, but once you know everything else, I'm not going to say it, Kirby. He looking at me like, don't say it, don't say it. Everything else, you better flip the bird. I'm sorry. I said I wasn't going to say it. I said it. Once you find out who he says you are, everything else, I'm just telling you my thought process. When people come to me and try to tell me (laughs) about myself and you didn't create me, I'm telling you what's going on in my mind. I'll repent later. (laughs) I'll repent later. But I'm, what in the world are you talking? Shut up. That's how you got to talk to Satan. Shut up. He created you. Ain't that what Jesus said? Jesus said, it is written. You will worship God and you will worship him only. It is written. What does it it is written mean? This is what he said. This is what my father said. Jeremiah 29 and 11. He says, for I know the plans I have for you declares the Lord, plans for prosperity, not for disaster, to give you a future and a hope. So he told Jeremiah, he said, I formed you, I knew you, I consecrated you, I appointed you. This is the pattern. I know my pattern. I know the steps I'm taking you. I know my pattern. Why? Because I'm a designer. I'm a builder. Then he told Jeremiah, he said, I know my plans, plans to prosper you, to give you an expected end. He said, I know them. Do you? Do you know the plan? He knows the plans. Do you know the plans? He said, I know my plans. He said, of welfare, to prosper you, to give you an expected end. He says, my plans have no evil in it. No evil. I didn't predestine you to no evil thing in your life. If it's there, it's there because you're not following the plans and you're not following the patterns. I might allow some stuff to challenge you, but I only did it because I know how I created you. That's why he said, I would never put more on you than you can bear. Why? I know I made you. I made you. People call me, I don't know if I'm going to do it. I do. <laughs> I know what you're gonna do. Act like the Hardy. I don't, it's just too no, it ain't. It ain't too much. If it was too much, he wouldn't allow you to go through it. The problem is we don't know. We can't see the plans, we can't see the pattern. 
He said this to a servant. <laughs> he said this to a servant. He said this to someone who never touched the promises. Who never got to be born again, Chad. He spoke it to him. Patterns and plans. This is how he designs. Predestination starts with a design, and designing ends with a form. Our father's a designer. He's an originator. He's a maker. Watch this. He's an author. The Bible says he knows the end of a thing. Ugh. Before the beginning. He knows the end so when he say, trust me, <laughs> when he say, trust me, he said, I know the end before the beginning. I didn't start your life with the beginning. I started your life with the end in mind. This is why you constantly have visions. Visions are showing you what the next chapter. That's why you keep having dreams. That's why you see yourself doing this. You see yourself doing that. He know the gifts. He know the talent. He know what he placed in you. And he know where he going to place you to do it. This is by design. Everything I'm doing right now is by design. This is what I was created to do. That's why it works for me. Don't do what I do. <laughs> do what he created you to do. And we're going to work well together. If you do what he created you to do, we ain't going to be no jealousy. Ain't going to be no envy. Ain't going to be no strife. All that comes when you want to do what somebody else is doing. You can do the same thing that somebody else does, but they'll never be able to do it like you. In order for you to outdo McKinley, you got to be McKinley, which means you got to be 6'2 chocolate. You can't do me, do you. It's gonna work out, I promise you. Why? Because the plans and the patterns. Your father is a designer. Now, what I wanna do, to, do today is I wanna reveal his mind as a designer, your father through the Old Testament, plans and patterns to build the tabernacle. And in that, I want you to see how meticulous he is. Ain't no accidents. If your eyes off center, he made it like that. Accept it. It is what it is. You missing one eyebrow? Accept it. It is what it is. He designed you. <laughs> Stop looking at yourself wanting to be somebody else. I'm going to say that again several times. I just seen some gas for air. Stop wanting to be everybody but yourself. It's not going to work. I promise you, it's not going to work. When you understand his mind as a designer, you can apply it to the understanding of how you are being built. He wanted a tabernacle built, but first thing he did was he released the plans. Anytime you want to build something, you must first sit down and make plans. I build studios. I build and I design studios. I know where you start. You sit down and you write down what you are about to build, why. Some people want a studio for simple projects. 
Some people want a studio to produce music. Some people want it for a whole band. Some people need it for a whole choir. Every one of them are going to require a different design, different plans. He built you and, 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 and gave you everything you needed to do what he called you to do. So, in Exodus 25 and 1, this is the father. This is him building the tabernacle. Now, in Exodus 25, 1 through 9, this is him choosing the material and, the, and who would supply the material. It says, then the Lord spoke to Moses saying, tell the sons of Israel to raise a contribution for me. Somebody say tithes and offering. <laughs> he knows how he wants to build. Jesus said, I will build my church. It ain't by coincidence. He knows how he wants it built. He said, tell the sons of Israel to raise a contribution for me. Watch this. From every man who, whose heart moves him. You shall raise my contribution. He said, I'm, I'm about to build something. I need people to contribute to it. He said, don't take it from nobody who doesn't have a heart to give. I didn't say who can't give. I said who doesn't have the heart. Because Satan will bring condemnation to you because what you don't have. It's about your heart. Some people don't want to be at church. Some people not here, but their heart, they want to be. <laughs> and when your heart wants to be somewhere, the spirit realm moves totally different when you don't want to. He says, this is the contribution which you are to raise from them. So he knows what he wants. Why? Because he's about to build. He says gold, silver, and bronze. He want no cheap stuff. He say no metal, <laughs> no tin. No aluminum foil. Pretty sure somebody came with that. Verse 4, blue, purple, and scarlet materials, fine linen, goat hair, ram skin, dyed in red, porpoise skin, acacia wood, oil for lighting, spice for the anointing oil, and for the fragrance incense, oxen stones and setting stones for the ephah and for the breastpiece. Let them construct a sanctuary for me that I may dwell amongst them. So everything he's building, he's building so he can live in it. He didn't build us so that Satan can live in us. He didn't build us so we can do our own things. Anytime he designs a thing and he builds a thing, he builds it so he can reside there. He says, let them construct a sanctuary for me that I may dwell amongst them. Verse 9, he says, according to all that I am going to show you as the pattern, as the pattern of the tabernacle and the pattern of all its furniture, just so you shall, just so you shall construct it. So he said, I have plans, and I'm going to give you these plans, and I need you to work these plans, step one, two, three, four, five, and six, to construct something for me. And I need you to do it just the way that I said do it. This is why you need to hear his voice for your personal life. Because you're missing out on a lot of blessings because he's, con he's constructed you to do a certain thing, and you're out of his plan.
Verse 10, he said, they shall construct an ark of acacia wood. He said, two and a half cubits long, one and a half cubits wide, and one and a half cubits high. So he knew how long he wanted it. He knew how high he wanted it. He knew how wide he wanted it. Why? Because he's a designer. The same thing with you. When he created you, he knew how tall he was going to make you. He knew how short he was going to make you. Stop trying to be, I wish I was tall. Why? He didn't make you that way. I wish I was short. Does anybody ever say that? Okay. Shanika says she does. <laughs> he was specific. He didn't say, look, he didn't say construct an ark of any type of wood you want to and make it any size you want to. He is specific to it. That's why you better learn how to love yourself. You better learn how to look in the mirror and say, ooh, he designed this. When I was growing up, y'all better not laugh, okay? I'm looking at y'all. Some of y'all smiling already. I mean, you're on your way. My father used to make jokes about my head. He said, when they was giving out heads in heaven, he said, he thought they said bread and ordered two loaves. So I go through my whole life, people talking about how big my head is. <laughs> I had to grow into it. Okay, now. But watch this. When your future wife sees you and say, hey, big head. <laughs> All the jokes go out the window. Because what everybody else thought was a joke was the identifier. Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> Ain't that right, Kena? That was, that's the identifier. <laughs> he know the circumference. He know how he made you. Stop wanting to be somebody else. Your nose ain't too big. Your forehead ain't too It's a, It's the perfect size. The only thing he asking you to do, watch this, is be holy and healthy. Amen. Holy and healthy. That's all he wants you to be is say holy, holy. and healthy. He wants you to be whole. Verse 11, he says, you shall overlay it with pure gold, not silver, he said, inside and outside and out, you shall overlay it and you shall make gold molding around it. He know how dark he made your skin. He know how light he made your skin. Stop. Verse 12, he says, you shall cast four gold rings for it and fasten them on his four feet and two rings shall be on on one side of it and two rings on the other. He know why he gave you two ears, two eyes, two on. He know why he did this. When it came to the lampstand, he says, then you shall make a lampstand of pure gold. The lampstand in its base 
and his shaft are to be made of hammered work. He said, its cups, its bulbs, its flowers shall be in one piece with it. He said, six branches shall go out from its sides, three branches on the lampstand from one side, three branches on the lampstand in its other. He said, three cups shall be shaped like almond blossoms in one branch, a bulb and a flower, and three cups shaped like almond blossoms in the other branch of a bulb and a flower. So for six branches going out from the lampstand, and in the lampstand, four cups shaped like almond blossoms, its bulbs and its flowers. He's meticulous. He's a designer. Every part of your life has been planned out. Every part of your person is an identifier of the angels to receive blessings. Somebody going to see you and they going to bless you. It's going to be a problem if, if they go to look for you and you trying to be somebody else. Chapter 26, verse 1, it says, Moreover, you shall make the tabernacle with ten curtains of fine twisted linen and blue and purple and scarlet material. He says, you shall make them with cherubims, angels. The work of a skillful workman. He says, the length of each curtain shall be 28 cubits, and the width of each curtain shall be four cubits. All the curtains shall have the same measurements. Five curtains shall be joined to one another, and the other five curtains shall be joined to one another. He says, you shall make loops of blue on the edge and on the outermost curtain in the first set. And likewise, he said, you shall make them on the edge of the curtains that is the outermost in the second set. He's meticulous. He hasn't made any mistakes. <laughs> he knows the design. So much to the place where Jesus said, he knows every hair on your head. How can he know every hair on my head? He designed me. You don't even know every hair on your head. You can't even count the numbers of hair, hair on your head, but he can. Jesus said, your father knows what you need before you ask him. He didn't say he knows, watch this, what you want. He said he knows what you need before he asks you, before you ask him. Paul said, my God will supply all of my needs. I'm going somewhere. All of my needs. This was his profession. Y'all got to stop looking in the scriptures just thinking this is Bible. No, this is a man's testimony. This is his experience with the father. He's teaching the Romans, and he said, my God will supply all my needs. I don't know what your faith is. <laughs> I can't speak on y'all faith, but my God will supply all my needs according to his riches and glory. He didn't say his wants. Now, I need you to hear this. Because we think needs are clothes, you know, shoes, food, you know, shelter. No, needs are according to what he predestined you to do. Needs are according to what he predestined you to do. Whatever he called you to do, it's already there. The provision is already there. 
you're already equipped. If you're a singer, you need a studio. He gonna supply it. He didn't call you to sing and not give you a voice. The problem is you trying to sing and he didn't call you. <laughs> I was just making sure the mic wasn't on. If he called you to sing, he going to give you the stage. He going to give you the voice. He going to get everything you need. It's already there. Why? Because he knows the end before the beginning. That's why you keep seeing yourself on stages. He called me to teach, so he had to give me revelation. <laughs> Whatever he has called you to do is already in you. Just like an apple. You can take an apple and make how many more apples? Come on. Inside the apple is a seed to make more trees, to develop more apples. And when you make those trees, all those trees have more apples. If he did that with an apple, if he did that with an apple, if he did that with an orange, imagine what is in you. That's why he said, eyes have not seen, <laughs> ears have not heard, neither has it entered into your mind. You're going to have to spend some time with me. You're going to have to spend some time with me. You're going to have to spend some time with me and ask questions. It's not going to be a flyby. I'm not going to leave a letter under your pillow with all your destiny written on it. It's going to be a daily seeking. Jesus talking to his disciples. He said, look. Don't you see your father take care of the birds of the sky? He said, don't you see that he dressed the lilies of the field? <laughs> he said, don't you see what he does for the grass? He said, this, he said, this is what, watch this. You got to listen to, to how he says it. He said, this is what your father does for them. He said, your father looks at the birds. Your father looks at the plants. And then he turned to them and said, ye of little faith. You of little faith. You have no confidence, watch this, in this relationship. That's why he said, look, I only do what my father tell me to do. Why would he say something like that? Why is that the tagline of his ministry? I only do what my father tell me to do. Why is that the tagline of his ministry, Manushka? Because he know who designed him. He know who created him. He know who's the author of his life. He know where his origination, he know where he came from. He told the disciples, he said, I came from heaven. He wasn't confused. That's why I say we want to do everything he did, but we don't understand what he understood. We want to do everything he did, but we don't understand the relationship that he had with his heavenly father. And so what happens is when we go to do what he did and we can't, we think less of ourselves. That's why I keep telling y'all, I, I don't care nothing about no miracle signs and wonders right now. We need a relationship. Okay. It's taking us 40 minutes to get into worship. You talking about miracle signs and wonders? <laughs> you should have got up this morning at 7 o'clock. 
You should have been confessing your scriptures. You, that should have took you into some tongues. Then that should have took you into some worship music. After that, you should have read your Bible. On the way to church, you should have got dressed singing with songs in your heart. Then you should have got dressed on your way home, on the way to church. You should have been blasting the music worship music in your ears. You should have been preparing yourself to come into his presence, but that ain't what you was doing. So when you get in here, we ain't got a pump and prime. We ain't got a pump and prime. Raise your hands. Clap. We got to play Simon Says. Simon Says, clap your hands. I didn't clap. I didn't clap. See, y'all don't even know how to play the game. Right. But the more you have an understanding, the more you have an understanding of who designed you, you begin to respond like that. Divine generations. He wants generations of sons and daughters that act like him, that think like him, that love like him, that have his joy, that have his peace, that have his faithfulness. He decides, watch this, he even decides who builds you. He decides. He decided you would sit here today and at Divine Generation Church and we would pour into you. He decided that. David came to him and David said, I want to build you a tabernacle. He said, no, Solomon would do it. He decides who builds. You don't get to decide. He decided that Moses would free the children of Israel. He decided that, Josh, that Joshua would finish it. He decided that Joseph would sit in the second seat to Pharaoh. He decided that Peter would preside over the Jews. Paul would, desire, would preside over the Gentiles. He decides who builds you. It's all in his plans. You're not here for no reason. He decided. Apostle and Divine Generation Church are going to build you. I That's why I'm asking people to come to church, because we can't build you at home. I'm not coming to your house to build you. I'm not. After a while, I'm not even taking no calls. If you ain't come, I'm not even taking no call. No, you want to be built, come to church. Jeremy, Exodus 31. It says, now the Lord spoke to Moses saying, he said, see, I have called, oh, Bezalel, son of Uri, son of Hur, the tribe of Judah. Verse 3, he said, I have filled him with the spirit of God in wisdom, in understanding, in knowledge, in all kinds of craftsmanship. Verse 4, what does that say? Bam. Now, what I want you to get out of that is verse 3 says, he said, I have filled him with the spirit of God in wisdom and understanding and knowledge and in all kinds of craftsmen to make the design. Every leader in this ministry, he filled them. He filled me. 
to make the design. He equips. Verse 5, he says, in cutting of stones for settings, in carving of wood, that he may work in all kinds of craftsmanship. Verse 6, and behold, what'd that say? Huh. <laughs> He said, I myself have appointed him. That's why Jesus said, Jesus said, if they don't listen to you, it's not you they're not listening to. He said, if they don't listen to you, it's not you, because he don't want them taking it personal. That's why I don't take it personal. <laughs> he said, if they don't listen to you, it's not you they're not listening to. They're not listening to me because I sent you. I appointed you. That's why I never be offended. That's why Jesus told his disciples. He said, look, don't cast your pearls before swine. He said, even when it came to distributing the information, don't go try to build nobody I didn't tell you to build. He said, I, he said, and behold, I myself have appointed with him, Oli, Oli, whatever, the son of whatever that name is, of the tribe of Dan. It says, and in the hearts of all who are skillful, I have put skill. So if you can sing, he put it there. If you can write, he put it there. That's why Paul said, I don't boast it. I can't boast about nothing because he gave me everything. I can sing better. You know you can't. You can sing as good as he made you to sing. You can't sing better than nobody. In order for you to sing better than somebody, you would have to be them with their voice. Every skill he put in you for his use. Got to say that. Those brains, okay, beautiful minds, artistic Skill sets that he has given, he's given you to you to use for his glory. He says, in the hearts of all who are skillful, I have put skill. He says, and that they may make. Everything that he put in you, he put in you so that you can help him make. All that I have commanded you. And then he gives a list. He says, the tent of meetings. That's weird. He says the tent of meetings, the ark of testimony, the mercy seat upon it, and all the furniture in the tent. He said the table also and its utensils, and the pure gold lampstand with all its utensils, and the altar of incense, the burnt altar of, of the altar of burnt offerings, also with all its utensils, and the laver and its stand the woven garments as well as the holy garments for Aaron the priest and the garments of the sons he says which I <clears throat> with which to carry on their priesthood he says the anointing oil also and the fragrant incense for the holy place he says they are to make them according to all I have commanded so he puts the materials in our possession and he commands the thing to be made he put these things in you, and he told you to go and be. That's why your destiny consists of purpose 
It consists of callings and it consists of assignments. He chooses who builds. Jesus said, I will build my church. I will build my church. I will build my church. Okay, a church wasn't, he wasn't the first one to build a church. He wasn't the first one to build a church. He said, I will build my church. Those who want to represent my name are my church. Which is totally different from those who want to be born again, just those born again. Those who desire to represent my name, these are those who represent my church. Now, just like in Exodus, he gave gifts to the body. He gave gifts to the fivefold ministry. And he said, fivefold ministry, this is what I want you to do. He said, I'm going to give these gifts to the apostle, prophet, evangelist, teacher, and the pastors. He said, I want you to equip the saints. And he said, I want the saints to build. He said, just like when he, he's, I have equipped the fivefold to equip the saints so the saints can build the body. He didn't say, this is how we hear it. I have given you the fivefold ministry to build the body. No. We're supposed to be equipping you to do what he has predestined you to do. You are a builder. By default, you're a builder. Say, I'm a builder. If you have a family, if you're a husband, you should be building your family. If you're a wife, you should be building your family. If you are a child, watch this, you should be building the name of your family. It's not by mistake. It's by design. It's not, watch this, it's not by mistake that Jesus was a carpenter. It's not by mistake. We're builders. Ephesians 2 and 10 says, y'all read that for me. I wanted y'all to read it so y'all can't say I said it. He says, for we, this is Paul talking to, Je we are his workmanship. Created in Christ for good works, which God has prepared ahead of time for us to do. This is why it is imperative that you respond, confess, and meditate on every scripture in the Bible that says you are. Every scripture that says you are the righteousness of God. You got to reply with an affirmative, I am the righteousness of God. You got to confess that. You got to meditate on that. And you got to walk in that. I am the righteousness of God. Jesus said you are light. You are salt. You are a royal priesthood. What is he doing? He's revealing the design. He's revealing the design. This ain't too heavy for y'all, is it? 
He's revealing the design to you. He's telling you, you are a special people. You are a chosen generation. <laughs> you are a royal, royalty. You are royalty. Not only are you royalty, he says you are a royal priesthood. So he says you're royalty, you're my children, I'm a king. Not only are you royalty, but you are royal priesthood, which means that you have my permission to usher others into my presence to join you. He said, you are an ambassador, which means be quiet unless he told you to say it. We won't have to worry about no backbiting. We won't have to worry about nobody talking about nobody if you just say what he said. Next time you're talking to one of your brothers and sisters and they off the wall with their conversation, say, did the father tell you to say that? Next time you get in an argument with your spouse, <laughs> is the father telling you to say that to me? I just need to know. <laughs> it works every time. No, I heard, I heard it tell you. Does the father tell you to do that? <laughs> That's how I hear. If I'm in the presence, especially of the preachers, and some, you know how they be throwing elbow shots at you? I'd be thinking in my head, the father ain't say that. I know the father didn't say that. He didn't tell you to make, to, to make me think I'm less than who he called me to be. <laughs> he didn't tell you to belittle me and, and put me under your thumb. He didn't say do that. So that's why he said a stranger, they won't hear. A stranger, they won't hear. I had plenty of people, you ain't no apostle, oh, you just lost your voice. <laughs> so I be thinking, oh, won't hear you no more. Y'all ready? Your father's a designer. A designer is the person who plans the form or workings of something before it is made or built. The synonyms for this is a creator, an originator, an author, a maker, a father. Say, my father, my father is a designer. That's why he said, I created man. I created man. I want you to know I designed him. And when I designed him, I said, he's going to have my image. He's going to be in my likeness. He's going to rule the earth. Now, why would he say that? So when he look, and you ain't doing it. When he look, and he don't see his image, there's a problem. When he look and he don't see his likeness, when he look and he don't see you dominating, ruling, yet and still he see things dominating you. Yet and still he see things dominating you. <laughs> Food should not be dominating you. I'm pretty sure chicken, no, I'm just playing. Let me stop. <laughs> he said we're going to rule over all the earth, every creeping thing, fish be creep. I mean, <laughs> chicken, shrimp, right? 
You want to know if you're ruling? You, do, you got dominion fast. Just go on a fast. Try three days on a fast, and you can see how much you dominate. Oh, Jesus. You said close. Somebody said close. <laughs> Isaiah 64 and 8. Isaiah 64 and 8. Is there? Y'all read that for me. Hmm. But now, Lord, says you are our father. We are clay. You are the potter. He says, and all of us are the work of your hands. That's an understanding you need to have. You didn't make yourself. How are you going to wake up and tell yourself what to do? You didn't make yourself. He created you. You are clay. <laughs> he decided he wanted gods. We didn't decide that. Who in here decided they want to be a god? You didn't. Okay, don't worry about it. You good. <laughs> he decided that. He designed based on the pattern. He designs the clay. He prepared Adam's body before he blew it in there. He shaped it. Everything was just how he wanted it to look. Like I told you, he just wants you to be holy and healthy. Get you a gym membership. Get you a script account. Get you an eating plan. Take care of yourself. Why? Because your destiny is plentiful. You ain't got no time to be tired and sick on the plans that he has for you. That's why I tell my art, y'all better take care of yourself. Last thing you want to do is be on tour and your voice go out because you ain't been... Last thing you want to do is be in your destiny doing what he called you to do, and now you get sick because you ain't eating right. They say the average age of a black man is 57. 57. He promised us 120 years on planet, on planet Earth. And the average age of a black man is 57 years old. That tells me one thing, they don't know their destiny. Either that or they know it and they're not adhering to it. He said he was the potter and that we are the clay. Now, how does this work? A potter builds clay. He shapes it. He molds it to be just how he wanted to look. Look at your lips. Look at your nose, your eyes. He did that. You got to start looking in the mirror once again and tell, I am beautiful. They got this one thing on Instagram where a woman comes on and she says, she says, uh, something to the like of, if you, you good? You got it out, Miles? <laughs> she, he says something to the like that, I appreciate that you like me, but your like is extra. 
<laughs> I'm glad you impressed with me, but that's extra. You got to wake up impressed with who he created you to be. You got to stop looking at Instagram. You got to stop looking at Facebook. They lying to y'all. I'm telling you, as soon as that Instagram go off, they miserable. They lying to y'all. They not eating that good. They take pictures of the one meal that they eat good a week. They take, look, they t it's getting bad. They taking pictures, walking into the restaurant, and then they leave because they can't afford it. They just want you to think they eating there. They trying to give you a mental perception of th that they're doing something that they're not. So you can try to go do it. You ain't got to do that. Oh, you cut off social media and seek your father. Oh, no, I want you to do that. I really do. Okay? If you cut off social media, seek your father, and I want you to go back on social media when you know who you are. When you know who you are. Because right now you're being, there's too much influence outside of heaven. He molds you, he shaped you, but the thing that he has to do is he has to put you in a fire in order for you to harden. If he don't put you in a fire of life, you won't have patience. If he don't put you in the fire of life, you won't harden to the place where he can pour into you. Because if he just poured into the raw clay, it would seep out. So he allows you to go through different things in your life to build character, to build constitution. So you can know who you are. Then he pours into that vessel. Then he pours into that vessel. 2 Corinthians 4 and 7. It says, now we have treasure in clay jars. So that the extraordinary power may be from God and not from us. He says, we have treasure. It's a treasure in that body. Stop looking at the body. Look at the treasure. It's a treasure in you. It's a treasure in you. It's a treasure in you. Stop looking at your body. Your body is not the treasure. Flesh and blood would not inherit the kingdom of God. Your spirit is the only thing that will live forever. If you work on that, the outside will do its own thing. The Bible says salvation beautifies the flesh, which means it don't matter how fine she is, if you get her and take her home and she ain't acting like your heavenly father, she's going to be ugly. It don't matter how nice his shoulders is. It don't matter how much money he got, how handsome he is. If you marry him and he ain't, he going to get unattractive to you real quick. There's treasure. There's treasure. And that treasure is Christ. That treasure is a seed. That treasure is his DNA. There's treasure in earthen vessels. There's treasure in that clay jar that he created. 2 Timothy 4 and 6. Paul says, for I am already being poured out as a drink offering. And the time for my departure is close. So he shapes you. He throws you in the fire to harden you. Y'all with me? He throws you in the fire to harden you. Kena, then he pours in you. 
all so he can use your entire life to pour into others. He pours in you so he can pour out, pour you out. This is what's happening now. He's pouring out. He's using me to speak to you. This is going to be your whole life. You allowing him to use you as a vessel to pour out of you. The Bible says he makes some vessels of honor and some vessels of dishonor. You don't want to be a vessel of dishonor. You want to be a vessel of honor. You want to be a vessel where he, where he pours his glory out, where he pours his love out, where he pours out patience and peace. You want to be, watch this, y'all better not clap. You want to be a vessel where he can pour millions out of you. Because you usually, when you say joy, they might clap. When you get the money, everybody clap. <laughs> he going to use you to pour out respect. You're going to have to respect people that you don't think deserve it. You're going to have to honor people who you don't think deserve honor. And he wants to use you to do that. He wants to pour you out like a drink offering. This is the whole purpose of your design. And so you can be used. And it don't always feel good. Amen? Amen. It don't always feel good. Get busy. Pouring. Last scripture. Philemon 1.6. He says, and I pray that the fellowship of your faith may become effective through the knowledge of every good thing which is in you for Christ's sake. He said your faith will be made effective when you acknowledge. Let me hold on. When, when I acknowledge, say I, I. Your faith will become effective when you acknowledge every good thing that is in you. I know you think your opinion of other people matter, but it don't. The only thing that matters is that you acknowledge what he put in you. Your faith is only effective when you acknowledge what he put in you. Plans and patterns. I know the plans I have for you. He said, I know. I predestined you. I know. I'm closing. I know the plans. Plans of peace and not of evil to give you an expected end. Who in here expects a disastrous end? Nobody. He said plans of prosperity. He don't want you broke. He want every area of your life rich. That's his plans. Okay? He says I know the pattern. He says I know you. I knew you before you were formed in your mother's womb. I knew you. I predestined you. I knew you before earth knew you. Before your mom and your daddy decided to get together, I knew you. I decided this. Then he said, I consecrated you. I consecrated you, which means, everybody look at me. Everybody look at me. I want to see y'all beautiful eyes. Which means, ain't nobody abandoned you. He consecrated you. Did nobody leave you? He consecrated you. 
He separated you from all those people who would not be according to the book that he had already written. He consecrated you. He hid you so people wouldn't use your gifts the wrong way. He hid you so people would not take your talent and misuse it. So they would not look at you and see dollar signs. He hid you from the people who would try to continuously pour doubt in you. He hid you. You better thank him they walked out your life. You better thank him they left. Ain't no accident. If it's by design, we can't leave. You don't lose friends. He consecrated you. He set you aside. He saw you down the road and he said, they can't come. They can't come. And what I'm about to do right now, it's going gonna, it's, it's gonna to disrupt your life. You're going to shed some tears. But when it's all said and done, you're going to be happy. When you see what I'm really doing, the problem, you don't trust me. You think everybody need to be your friend. No, I'm consecrating you. I'm setting you aside. I got a group of people that I need to see you. And if you got them with you, they won't accept you. They won't accept you. That's why you got to make sure you got the right spouse. You got to make sure. Don't worry about the divorces that happened. That was his will. <laughs> Amen. Don't worry about the people who left. Worry about those that will stay. And we look, uh, uh, let me help y'all. Y'all, we're so damaged by who left that we can't appreciate who's staying. We so heard about the past that what's going on right now, we're blind to it. He said, I consecrated you. I made them not like you. <laughs> I made them roll their eyes at you. He said, then, he said, I appointed you. I appointed you. I called you to the forefront. I said that this is what your destiny is going to look like. I said that. The only issue is when we don't hear him. When we don't hear him. He put you in that position. Why are you worry about what somebody else saying like it's going to bring you down from there? He called me to be apostle. I don't care who don't like it. He going to have a group of people that do. <laughs> Amen. It don't matter who don't like your music. He going to have a group of people who love your music. He going to have a group of people that's going to read your books. He going to have a group of people that's going to stand in your corner, that's going to help you promote your business. The people who leave them, let them go. Let them leave. Matter of fact, help them. You want me to open the door? Exit. They say exit right there, right over there. Exit. <laughs> help them leave. Be because, watch this. Because, I'm going to tell you how. I'm going to tell you how you know. I'm finna close. I'm gonna tell you how you know. Okay? If Mama Mary, 
I'm not gonna mess with you today. <laughs> she said, exit right there. All right. I'm gonna tell you how you know. You sitting at home and your mind is racing. And you thinking about people that's causing you not to think about your destiny. This is how you know they need to leave. This is how you know they need to leave. You got arguments in your head. You got arguments in your heart. Your soul is being crushed. It's and it's only like that because they're not supposed to be there. The blessings of the Lord maketh rich and add no sorrow. No sorrow. If that relationship is constantly bringing sorrow to you, it ain't from the Lord. He said, I know my plans. I get, I've given you an expected end. Virgil, you can expect blessings. You can expect. <laughs> you can expect greatness. Greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. He that is in the world. The, the, the scripture said that his conversation towards me is, is, is like the sand. Why you listen to people's stuff? One comment got you flustered. Versus the innumerable number of things that he has spoken into you and said about you. Let us stand. Let us pray. Let us pray.